0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get ready to complete the Scottish Cup semi-final lineup. Rangers eased past Wraith Rovers before Michael Beale gives an interesting Alfredo Morelos update. Celtic were already through after cruising beyond Hearts at Tynecastle. Inverness were the first team in and they're guaranteed to be joined by more lower league opposition as Falkirk and Air United meet this evening. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. And Gordon tonight it's all about the how, the why, the what, the where and the who How many more games will Alfredo Morelos play for Rangers After that contract warning from Michael Bill? Why is Comanlis away form so bad After their cup exit in Inverness on Friday What will the semi-final draw throw up later tonight Where will Angus Gunn fit in the goalkeeping pecking order for Scotland Now he's seen the light and dumped England And who can stop Kyogo being player of the year After another goal scoring performance at Tynecastle Kenny Miller Quite a weekend We always said We look forward to weekends like that You know you're getting close to silverware It's got You know the favourites are through But there's also a bit of Romance left With lower league clubs So Lots to get our teeth stuck into I was about to answer All Roger's questions there <laughs> But I've just I've not wrote the questions down So I can't remember them all But No it was I mean again You maybe look at Friday night Being a A bit of a shock I'm not sure it was I think Inverness would Probably would have fancied their chances But in the other two The big two get through comfortable uh, obviously Celtic's tie a lot, a lot tougher than Rangers was yesterday and looking forward to tonight Falkirk Absolutely. against there see who's going to complete the semi-final draw and is it going to be an old firm semi or is it going to be the old firm final well again with the greatest respect to the, the teams that are left 01419511025 it's time for you to pick up the phone and let us know what you're thinking tonight so don't hang around let us know if you're just simply looking back black and white on the football games at the weekend Celtic fans what were you thinking about the performance how pleased were you what stood out Aaron Moy again Kyogo again anything else you want to uh, reflect on uh, Rangers fans I guess it was always predicted to just be a sort of routine afternoon yesterday I guess it kind of was that but very interesting comments from Michael Beale about Alfredo Morelos's contractual situation afterwards We'll play them if you haven't heard them But I assume you have So w- what do you read into that? Is, is Alfredo Morelos done at the club? Is this the beginning of the end? Uh, or is there still some way this can be pulled back? As Kenny says, we do have the draw tonight Who would you rather have then? Come on, educate me on this great Glasgow rivalry Would you rather meet in the semi-finals? Or would you rather keep it until the showpiece event With no disrespect to the opposition As Kenny quite rightly says 01419511025 And we will go to the Falkirk Stadium A bit later on And build up to the last remaining quarter final Against Air United So if there's any Falkirk or Air fans out there Who want your moment This would be the place I mean, you've, You're a big supporter of Air United You're always banging the drum for them on this show I'm sitting here Can with my the number business? 9 Dippowak and Yemi shirt on this mm. evening Gordon, fingers crossed one Ayrshire team knocked out on Friday night. There's still hope. They've not been to a Scottish Cup semi-final. Don't don't say it. I don't care who the manager was the last time they went to the Scottish Cup semi-final. Right? Let's just nip that in the bud right there. It's bad enough when he talks himself up when he's on this show. So we'll leave it out. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Look, reduced fixtures. This means you just need to think a bit more. Result of the weekend. Kenny, you go first. Oh, who are I going for again? I'll go. I'm thinking I'm going to Inverness. Seems fair. Yep. 
even though I'd probably know too much position. but again it's a big uh, achievement for Dodgy to take his team Absolutely. to a semi-final uh, hopefully that can maybe give them a wee kickstart in the league as well pushing for these playoffs Absolutely Roger Hanna I think we'll probably have to go Celtic um, we sometimes just sort of shrug and say oh Celtic were great and they won again but they've gone away to the third best team in the country and they've scored after two minutes and they have barely got out of third gear to beat Hearts 3-0 and get into the semi-final draw tonight. Okay, goal of the weekend. There were some good choices. Roger, what are you going? Uh, same game. Um, quite often, fortunate, the goal of the weekend, I've actually seen with my own eyes, and that was uh, the same this weekend. Aaron Moy, that first goal, great break down the right-hand side. Jota left Kai Rolls looking daft, uh, fired it in, and the finish from Aaron Moy past Lander Clark was sensational. Kenny And we're going to go down to League One For Callum yes, Gallagher you have to A solo effort A cut in for the left hand side And a drill into the top corner Played with Callum when he was a young boy uh, At Rangers And he's, he's an absolute top performer I, for Airdrie I take it there must be two Callum ah, Gallagher. It's not the same guy that comes on after <laughs> us No, 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 just, no, no, just, no, no. For, just for clarity Absolutely not It is outstanding by the way If you've not seen it That Callum Gallagher Airdrie goal Wonderful stuff Um it's a bit quiet on the VAR front, dare I say it. Roger Hanna, what was your howler of the weekend? Um, Kenny's touched an Inverness's win, but I think it'll be Sam Walker, the Kilmarnock goalkeeper. Um, to see he would be disappointed with his effort to keep out Sean Welsh's winner for Cali in the sleet, in the snow, early in the second half. Um, he should have saved it. It could have taken Kelly into extra time. Who was howling this weekend, Kenny? Well, you know, I was at the game yesterday and uh, the OG, oh, the second Rangers goal. It wasn't great, you was know, it? It was, and you know what? I eventually ended the game. Is if it wasn't ended even at 1-0, how comfy Rangers was. The minute Nolan sliced that ball up mm-hmm. into the air and, and beat Jamie McDonald at the back post into his own net, that absolutely confirmed it was game mm-hmm. over. Again, fewer fixtures. So what are you giving me? Who was your top performer, man of the weekend? His team lost 1-0. He didn't even keep a clean sheet But a performance of the weekend Has to be Angus Gunn Finally (laughs) Finally answering Steve Clark's call (laughs) Scotland have tried to get him Since Big Eck was the manager And at 27 He's decided Doesn't want to play for England anymore He's Mm. coming up to meet Xander Clark and Liam Kelly And they can have a good don't know what the goalkeepers do To decide who's going to be goalie But they can have a goalie off Well the announced tomorrow of course But I think you're right I think everyone knows That's the way that's going to end up Kenny, top man over the weekend You know again with the reduced fixture list We've went for an Airdrie goal uh, of the day I'll go for Gabriel McGill He gets a hat-trick in the same game Why not? Why not? Happy days See it's always good when we give the lower leagues A bit of a spotlight Happy with that 0141 951 1025 Let's hear from Michael Beale then Following yesterday's game This is what he made of the result The performance The match itself Today Rafe tried to make the game Really difficult by staying in uh, What did we have? 18 corners 24 shots I think when the first goal Goes in from a corner open The game opens up a bit It didn't They stayed disciplined And to their task So it made for a slow game I think our third game in the week I'd like us to be a little bit Sharp in and around the box I thought Borna Barisic Put some fantastic crosses in today He needs people to go in there And really challenge But it was a slow game You know It was a lot of niggly injuries In the game And look I'm just glad We're through to the semi-final You know After the highs of Wednesday we had to go through that one today and the most important thing is a clean sheet three goals and we move on I can't uh, choose the how the other team approached the game we can only change you know face the, the problems that are put in front of us you know the way they played the game we had to see it out professionally and we did that in the end so that was Michael Bill on the game itself he also spoke about Alfredo Morelos afterwards I know there was rumours over the weekend that he'd signed a pre-contract with Sevilla 
Uh, this is what the manager said on that topic. I'm not sure that's the case, and if it is, we'll find out in the coming days. My focus has been on the game. He's trained all week. I just decided to go with the two forwards that played so well on Wednesday. So, no, we've not discussed it. I've not seen any change in him. Uh, obviously, he's been free to speak to whichever club he likes for a good while now. We're into March, so uh, uh, he's, had, he's had that, but we, we haven't spoke about it. And there was that. Then there was Michael Beale talking about wanting to keep Ryan Jack, wanting to keep uh, Ryan Kent. But Alfredo's situation's a bit different. What does that tell you, Rangers fans? 01419511025. And just as we're about to fire in on the phones, let me give you some incentive just in case you need it. Every night this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, every caller who comes on air to make a point to the panel goes into the hat for a pair of tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. It kicks off on Wednesday, runs till the 2nd of April. So tonight it's Ardell Hanlon this Saturday at the King's Theatre. You may know... Uh, that name playing Father Dougal and Father Terry was also in various other things uh, and we're going to throw in dinner for two at the Duke's Umbrella on Argyle Street as well so there you go every caller who makes it on air tonight gets the chance to win those tickets and we'll do that this week uh, on the show let's bring Brian who's a Rangers fan on to the programme how are you Brian? I'm no bad for yourself yeah you can't complain what's on your mind tonight? Uh, it's a bit well for the money I wouldn't have a win near the first team the chef's been there for months and months and months to me, it's just a passenger. You've got a young boy here. I don't know how much just leave it anywhere else on the bench. I'm even better covered than... He's, he's just... When he comes on, you're actually playing with 10 men. He doesn't start back. He doesn't uh, tackle. He just... To me, like, I think it was chicken at times. Just isn't a clue. Well... He's just a passenger. It, I think Alfredo Morelos has gets spoken about every weekend since he arrived here whether it's because he's played brilliantly played terribly it used to be there was a bit of discipline now it's the contractual thing and Kenny what do you make of this latest particularly Michael Beale's comments yesterday I think Michael's comments are telling to be honest and it's a real indicator of maybe what's going to be happening in the coming months but I tend to agree, agree with Brian that when he's playing, I, I don't think you've seen anywhere near the best version of Alfredo Morelos. You've seen an uplift when Michael came back in. For me, that uplift came when I'm actually being a little bit happy because he was back in the team. No necessarily a lively performance that he was hungry to go and actually do well. Uh, when he's not been playing, as we've seen at Easter Road a few months back with the sending off, it was back to the, the, the bad old days with Alfredo when he first came to the country. When he came on yesterday, oh, it, it didn't really look interested. Uh, I mean, if this was a player who was coming on to try and earn a contract to stay at a club that is absolutely adored by the by the thousands and thousands of fans that turn up every single week, he never showed it. Uh, I do tend to believe that this will mm. be Alfredo's last few months. And what what does that mean? Does it mean? you're going to see him even worse in terms of how he's going to be playing and he might know because he might be protecting himself for his next move. I st- you know, there's still a cup to be won, there's still league games to be won. You're just hoping that Alfredo wants to go out if he is going to be leaving properly with, with a good memory uh, left in the fans' heads because he's been a, a real wonderful shiner and a, he's been good value for money in terms of what he was brought in for. But I can absolutely understand the comments that Michael's making and why there's so many people frustrated with him. He's kind of looks like, which looks like a lack of interest in what's going on at the moment. Do we overanalyze? Does everybody overanalyze Alfredo Morelos's performance, Roger, because he's Alfredo Morelos and because there's this big Hugh Keevan's most hated word narrative that, that surrounds, or, or are there signs that? That people are quite right to pick up on I think there are signs Now he's only 26 years of age Normally you see players You know they, they will grow in the mid-20s In their peak years Or the sort of mid to late 20s So you would be expecting Alfredo Morelos 
to be getting better and contributing more to the Rangers team. And in the last two years, he's played worse and he's contributed less to the Rangers team. And Brian's just one of many, many Rangers fans that phoned this show making similar complaints about Morelos. He doesn't look interested. He's not energetic enough. He's not in the physical shape that Michael Beale and the Rangers fans would like to see him in. And he's not fulfilling the potential he showed. Now, his numbers previously, Gordon, were terrific. He's Rangers' top European scorer ever. He's a Europa League's top goal scorer ever. He's a Colombian international. There have been seasons when he scored 30 goals for Rangers. But in the last couple of years, he has looked disinterested and his attitude's the thing that's going to force him out the door rather than any, you know, any quarrel about his quality. You can't argue with his quality. It's his lack of interest so that'll force him out. You don't think there's any chance that he stays beyond the end of this season, Brian? Not any chance. I'm floating, man. I mean, he's been a great servant to Rangers. Don't get me wrong. If you're coming to Finland, do to Rangers. But he's, he's, he's basically running down his contract. I thought he released it. I mean, I thought Christmas, I thought the beginning of the season, he was over. There was a uh, thing, figures he wrote, he was paying 12 million pounds for that. See you. Know, I would happily pay 50 quid to take him away to do it. just like, as I say, he's taking money out of Angels. I know you're trying to win. If I'd done that at my work, I wouldn't be long shooting the door. Over, over the piece, though, right? If it was to end, I know it seems very. Everyone's worked up about it just now, but. When's all said and done You paid a million pounds For the guy who's become The club's leading European goal scorer The Europa League's record goal scorer Just, You've had a not bad return from him Have you not? It's, it's not a bad return But he doesn't score enough against Celtic He's very crucial against Celtic And these two teams When he's not been, Once he scored against Celtic Three goals And he's all He's, he's time mm. Rangers that's not, that's not good enough Yeah I mean look There's time to look back on it all In it's entirety I guess If and when the, the, His time at the club Does come to an end Roger we, look, we always say on this show And it's it's great for us And it's great for your newspaper Because Michael Beale Is very Open Even yeah. when he's trying to be A bit more guarded There's still a lot of detail In there And it allows us to get A, a good old debate about things And I feel like these comments Were were very telling You, you can feel free yeah. to disagree He said Ryan Jack's in a place where I've said publicly I'd like him to stay And it's the same with Ryan Kent Alfredo's situation is slightly different <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you? He goes on to say Anyway, I need to see a bit more from him day in, day out um, I want some more energy in the final third Can he provide that? You know, and he kind of on, on and on he goes Is that a very telling comment for yeah, you? Yeah, I think it is and I, You get the impression that Michael Beale And the football department the Rangers Are now accelerating their plans for next season You know, James Sands has gone back to New York um, He's already intimated He would like to do deals for Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent To keep them um, You would expect Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis Phil Hollander Possibly Scott Arfield Albeit he scored yesterday You would wonder about you know Whether they're going to get new deals um, Malik Tillman that is still to be ironed out whether he stays or whether he goes back to Bayern Munich but it sounds to me as if Michael Beale and the football department have made the decision on Morelos and will prioritise a new centre forward does next it, season Does it feel like a change to you Kenny or a, a first big sign if you like I mean I do feel like it was only a couple of weeks ago where it was all very sort of general and, and uh, you know Michael Beale sort of talking about all all the options. No one, you know, no one's been offered a contract yet, which he's still saying. Um, but it feels like that was quite a statement yesterday, doesn't it? No, oh, it does. I think the fact that he's been left out since the cup final as well, and Cholak's came back into the team, 
uh, was also a, a sign that he wasn't happy with how things were in that area of the pitch because Sakala's kept his position, Kent's kept his position. It's been the number nine that's been changed in the last three games. So it was, and I just mean, I think, like we've said, he's been a good servant. He's pr- provided a lot of goals. I mean, I think he's a, pretty much a goal every other game, which is a, an outstanding return. Uh, I mean, the biggest mistake, Wilfredo, is probably no cashing at the right time. You know, and allowing this situation to develop where you've potentially lost, again, I don't know what the numbers could have been, 6, 8, 10, 15 million pound striker at one point, now leaving for nothing. But listen, mm. sometimes that happens in football. Uh, it does feel like this. He's, he's ran his race at Rangers. Yeah. Uh, let's bring Alan in. Uh, we'll thank... Um... Who was it, John, that kicked us off? Brian. No, it wasn't Brian. Apologies, Brian. Uh, Alan is on the line. Alan, do you, what do you read into those comments? Or are we overanalyzing them or what? What's your feeling? Uh, no, that's. I, I had two points. If I can get a second one after it, please. Uh, well, no, a bit I short on time, but let's let's go. We'll see how we go. Right, right quick, quick, uh, quickly, I'll just say I totally agree with the panel. I think his time's up and I think Michael Beals, uh, the way he hinted yesterday, it mm-hmm. looks like he's not even turning up in training. But my second point was it, just quite, on that though, Alan. Right? Because kind of keen to try and explore all these before we go. Um, is that Roger? The is there any way that this is that, you know there's still chance here for Michael Beale to get a reaction from Alfredo Morelos? I mean, is that possible? Everyone seems to be thinking that this is the line being drawn under it. But is it is it beyond the realms of possibility? I think it is actually, Gordon. You know, you need to go back the last weeks and months, couple of months of Stephen Gerrard's tenure. Morelos wasn't performing well And people kept saying Oh well maybe Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Will get more of a tune out of him And to an extent he did Particularly in some of those Europa League games last season And then he sort of tailed off again And he didn't show up well At the start of the season Fitness wise And when Van Bronckhorst went And Michael Beale came back People thought Oh well Michael Beale You know he'll get a bit more out of Morelos And for a game or two He did And then he just seems to have Regressed again Cholak's back in the team Sakala's in the team They are the preferred Attackers if you like And I think You know those words From Michael Beale yesterday That is The epitaph If you like mm. On Morelos' Rangers time Any chance of it Kenny? I can't see it Mate, Listen no. There's nothing uh, That surprises you In football now But I just think The way it's gone And like, The thing was I don't think He will get a reaction I some, th- It could be The wrong reaction yeah. It could go the other way. It could yeah. be okay. Well, you're publicly maybe speaking no so good about me, and it could go the other way. I think I think it's done. You know, uh, all the reports last week about potential pre-contract signs, whether that's true or not, uh, is irrelevant. I think for Alfredo, he's probably wanted to move on for a bit. The opportunity has not presented itself. He's now on a free transfer. When he's all the things that Roger says, he's Rangers' top European scorer, he's the top European League scorer. This might be his chance. He can go and potentially get a move like the Sevilla move come the end of the season. Yeah, it was interesting that Roger. I don't know how much truth is in that. Quite, quite honestly, Michael Beale says it's not something that's come on his radar. I don't know if you can tell us any more. No, and I'd say to Kenny off here, I'll be fascinated to see where Alfredo Morelos is playing his football next season. Um, if you are his agent, you talk up the scoring record at Rangers. You talk up the scoring record in Europe. You maybe don't talk up so much the scoring record against Celtic. Um, you show all the great goals he scored in the European arena um, But you maybe don't showcase too much Or too many of his performances from this season um, I think he would make a great highlight reel but Anyone who delves a little bit deeper When looking at Alfredo Morelos Even on a Bosman free I'll, I'll be really interested to see what sort of level of club 
takes him on mm. Sorry Alan Producer Michael's already pointing to his watch Just giving me the nod to go to the travel But call back again We'll do it again We'll get that second point at some stage Don't forget everyone who makes it on air Like Alan Alan's in the hat For the tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival Everyone who phones in tonight Goes into that draw We'll do it every night this week as well So pick up that phone And we'll speak to you after the travel You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 Don't forget all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Just by simply calling up and making a point to the panel you go into the draw for some tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Uh, it is the chance to see Ardell Hanlon this Saturday at the King's Theatre uh, in Glasgow. So we're going to throw in dinner for two at the Duke's Umbrella on Argyle Street as well. Uh, head to Clyde1.com to enter if you want to do it on there. Uh, but naturally, we'd rather have you on the phones uh, talking football with us as well. So let's do it. 01419511025. It is, of course, the draw Tonight takes place after Falkirk against Air United. So come on then, tell Hugh Keevans referred to me as being from the rural communities at the weekend because I, because I grew up a whole fifteen miles away from Glasgow and maybe don't quite understand this mad rivalry uh, as fans of wee teams. So educate me, right, you Celtic and Rangers fans? Would you rather get drawn together tonight? Would you rather meet in the semi final, or would you rather the showpiece final? Let us know 01419511025 You clearly haven't been studying the omens hmm? you I haven't, haven't no, you're right no. Fifth round Rangers versus Partick Thistle The Gordon DL Derby Sixth round Rangers versus <laughs> Wraith Rovers The Gordon DL Derby I see what's coming here Semi-final will be Rangers versus Air United The Gordon DL Derby He's not been invited to any of the previous ones Surely we can get him an invite to this one I would have thought so We'll bring him over We'll bring Andre Kinchelskis over To stand in the ball Oh it gives him nightmares That stuff I mean the thing is Roger because Of all the madness That surrounds Scottish football that The the notion of hot and cold balls And the draw That that must be the top nonsense Right because they They never meet in the final Of the Scottish Cup When was the last time Celtic and Rangers met In the final of the Scottish Cup 2002 yeah. Right so this notion That they deliberately Get kept To meet in the final Kenny doesn't really stand up to much scrutiny. 21 years since they last met in a Scottish Cup final. Yeah, it has. I mean, they've met a few semis since then as well. So exactly. it's, uh, and it's no hot balls, one rattles. Oh, does it? Aye, so. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, the SFA are currently phoning in, panicking. 0141951025. Uh, let's get Lee, who's a Celtic fan in Kirk and Tillich. What do you think, Lee? Would you rather play Rangers in the semis or the final? Hey lads, um, well, just having his own. Uh, just, just want to come on and say, um, it doesn't really matter who we get in the semis, or if we get them in the semis or the final, because end of the day, we're steamrolling everybody at the moment, and uh, Rangers are serial losers, aren't they? Really? Oh, uh, fighting uh, talk, that Lee. Yeah, that's I mean, fighting talk. <laughs> I just love this idea that I might turn to you, Kenny, and you go, "Yeah, yeah, Rangers are serial losers." I just the the, the thought of it. Um, I mean, Roger, Celtic would get into any game as favourites. If that's what Lee's trying to say in a slightly more um, inflammatory manner, then I think you would agree with that sentiment. Obviously, they would. I think Rangers fans would admit Celtic are favourites to win the Cup at this moment in time. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it, yeah. Um, really interested in, in the debate between yourself and Hugh on Saturday as a member of the rural community um, as to whether or not 
you know, Celtic and Rangers fans want to meet in the semi-final or want to meet in the final at Hamden in the 3rd of June for the big showpiece finale to the season. Um, Celtic would start as favourites. I saw them for Super Scoreboard at Tynecastle on Saturday. Fast, slick, very impressive. Um, they've already got the League Cup in the bag. You would think they've got the Premiership title in the bag. And they could potentially be two games away from a treble. First time under Ange Postecoglou. So, of course, mm. they would start as favourites. But if it is a Celtic Rangers semi-final, if it is a Celtic Rangers final, as the boys said in the show on Saturday, you just never know what these games are going to throw up. See, there's Hoggy Boy giving me the, the, the other sort of Celtic side of things, you know, a bit of bravado attached. He says, the semi for me, their season would be done in April and they'd need to watch us win another treble, says Hoggy. If you were a player in the dressing room, Kenny, does it matter no. at all? No, I don't think it does. No, I don't. It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter to me. You know, when you're looking at it again, we're speaking with the greatest respect to the teams that are mm-hmm. going to be left. Yeah, by the way, for, for clarity, this is hypothetical. There are no assumptions here. I'm not wanting to disrespect any of the smaller teams. I'm just curious as to what your preference would be if if you could fix it, sort of thing. I think I think if you, from a Rangers point of view. You're probably 99.9% sure You're going to have to beat Celtic If you're going to win the cup mm-hmm. So whether you get them in the semi-final And you have to beat them And you get the final Which again Would be an easier final Even though no finals are Easy and really straightforward You would fancy obviously Playing a, an air A Falkirk or an Inverness More you play Celtic in the final If you get them in the final Then it's a big show Because I think for the neutral You would love to see the final uh, the old firm in the final but as a player's point of view again Rangers point of view you're going to need to beat Celtic that is it and you're going to need to find a way to be more competitive than you were a couple of weeks ago I was going to bring Lee back in and he's gone his sole aim tonight was, was just that to, was it just to get that dig in and that was it fine that's, listen this is the, the madness that keeps us spinning what about Jack um, who's a Rangers fan in, in Dalry again Jack there, there are other teams that can have their say but just hypothetically as a Rangers fan what do you think? Would you rather meet Celtic in the, the semi the final? Does it make any difference? A hundred percent you'd rather everyone is would love to have Celtic in the final or whenever we play them, you would you would love to play them and beat them. Like, I don't think sitting here right now I could say in fairness or oh, it's gonna be Rangers and Celtic in the final. But you say that A United are only gonna beat Falkirk tonight and it could be A United Celtic or A United or whoever Inverness and Celtic or Inverness and Rangers you just don't know that and I think to sit here and say it's a big sort in the face to these wee teams because you've seen the likes of fucking Lake Talbot that have went and played hearts and everything there's all these, there's all these it's the Scottish Cup we're talking about anything could happen you know what I mean it's no but uh, it's no no quite right look I, I asked for that I asked for it even though I did try and say that it wasn't about making an assumption it was just this hypothetical Question to try and get how both sets of fans feel. But I'll repeat it for the fifth time if it makes people feel better. Yes, Falkirk, Air, Inverness may well have their say, Roger. They may well burst this bubble. That's absolutely fine. I can guarantee you who Falkirk, Air, and Inverness will want in the semi final draw. <laughs> Each other. Each other. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, Roger. We've, like we said, we've actually, the, the strange thing is for all the, 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 the accurate statements that our country is completely dominated by the Glasgow Big Two. You look at the league table, the gap is as big as you can yeah. really remember. But for whatever reason, and there'll be different circumstances over the years, they just actually don't meet in a Scottish Cup final that often. 21 years since they last did it. 
Which would surprise you If you looked at our league table Every season Yeah Yeah very much So it, it, it's funny I mean it is just one of those Statistical things You know you would think They would meet more They met more in league cup finals You know the one this year The one I think 2019 When Christopher Julian scored There was the one when Benjelovic scored the winner for Rangers in extra time and Darno D and Aidan McGeary final. So the League Cup finals seem to happen quite often. Don't ask me why. They don't tend to meet in the Scottish Cup final. Um, by 10 o'clock tonight, though, we'll have a fair idea of whether they're going to meet in this year's. Who did you play in the final again? Remind me. Scottish Cup, Falkirk. Falkirk for Rangers and, and Dunfermline. Yes, there they are. Yep. So these teams can have Rubbish games as well Both 1-0 Both 1-0 <laughs> really? Both strong favourites Clearly Baking hot wasn't it The fall cut game The fall cut Oh it was too hot for football That day wasn't it uh, That's right <laughs> <I think laughs> My big mate the, the big boy They played the first half Then had to go for an ice cream At half time uh, Ice bath I think No ice, ice cream You're right it was, uh, <laughs> And then uh, Novo come on and scored he did that, it was a wonder goal Yeah, mm. a big looping volley into the corner And that decided the cup that year There we are, 01419511025 At Clyde SSB um, Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu He was clearly happy uh, with his performance at the weekend Yeah, I thought we were really good um, We knew it was a, a challenging week for us You know, we played sort of Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday So, um, and the last game is, you know The one that we knew was going to be the most intensive Just the nature of it being a cup game Away from home, particularly here at Tyne Castle And, uh, yeah, I thought the lads handled it really well We started the game really strongly And, uh, for the most part, dominated the game Played some great football um, And, uh, yeah, credit to them They've navigated the whole week really well the quality of our goals uh, recently has been uh, outstanding, and um, you know, we're obviously the lads have got a lot of confidence at the moment, which um, you can see that, but also a lot of belief in in what we do. Did Carl Star felt pick up an injury? Yeah, he felt the niggle in his hip flexor in the warm up actually, and he, he kind of flagged it really early on in the game. But you know, we got him through to half time, but you could see he wasn't moving well. You know, even in the first half, he wasn't his normal self. Um, so um, so yeah, we made the change, but. Uh, I don't think it's any significant but um, you know it's good to get Yuki some, some game time you can see his quality you know again he's only a young man and uh, I thought he'd do well when he came on so they set the tone nice and early didn't they Roger you were there um, it doesn't need to be that way because we saw in the last couple of games Celtic fell behind and then came back to win but there are many games this season where you, you just kind of know within the first few minutes oh, what, well, and it's one, it's one of the games I can remember where a team scores after two minutes and you say the goal had been coming yeah I mean, they almost set the tone even earlier. I think Rio Hitati had a shot inside a minute that required a great save by Xander Clark to keep it out. They were just at it from the first whistle. And for Hearts to have progressed at the weekend, they needed all their big players on the pitch and all their big players playing well on the pitch. And they just had too many players missing. I counted 10 first-team players missing out. I really did feel sorry for Josh Ginelli. He'd got his goal at Celtic Park midweek. He is a threat with his pace and attack. But any time he got the ball, didn't have a teammate within 25 or 30 yards of him. It really was a, you know, it was a thankless task up front. Very, I think it was only one save, a good double save it was from Joe Hart. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for a quarter final at home, I think, you know, Robbie Nielsen probably be disappointed by the way the way Hearts performed, the way they were probably forced to perform. Yeah, let's bring in John Paul, who's a Celtic fan. What did you think of the weekend, John Paul? What are you thinking about the draw tonight? Evening, Gordon, Roger, and Kenny. Um, I know. I, I, thought, I think Celtic were absolutely immense at the weekend. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually running out of, of things to say about the Celtic team. You know, it's, I'm, I'm thinking back to even when I went to my first old firm with my dad. It was a six-two game, um, but I, I don't think I've seen a better Celtic team than now. Um, as in a working team, as in a 
a working machine. You know, they're, uh, they're there um, and they keep on seeming to get better and better every single week. You know, there's, there's players performing um, to, to top levels every single week, you know. And, and even under Roger, it came to a bit of... It came to, even though it was good to watch, we went through a season unbeaten. This Celtic team seemed like they're, they're you know, their full-backs, he's, they're coming in, they're playing inside, they're so hard to mark, their movement, real attack sometimes plays as a winger, um, which is there's also space for people to run into. You know, everybody's hungry, you see Joe Hart hungry, making a, an amazing save. Everybody's contributing, you know, and, and the boy that comes on for Starfield, you know, he's, that's him. I think he's only played 180 minutes, he looks sure, he looks confident, he's a left-sided player, he balances the team out well, and it's it's a massive credit to the manager, you know, he's he's made, he's not just made the team better by signing players, he's made people that were there, even Anthony Ralston better, you know, and Harps, I don't think their manager or Andy Hardy helped by coming and saying comments through the week, you know, I actually think Andy Hardy is a great pundit, but I'm so glad that Celtic went out and done a performance like that because uh, Robbie Nielsen had no option to come out and say he was beaten by the better team. You know, I, I, I seem that every time we play against Hearts, he always makes excuses, and there was no excuses at the weekend. Do you know what's interesting? Whilst we were talking about Scottish football's great conspiracies, I was thinking about starting one that Andy Halliday only called off from tonight's show at half time uh, after he had slid in on Alistair Johnson in the box. I was going to tell everybody that he pulled out his phone in the dressing room at half time and. And called off well, when he was when he was going up the tunnel. I, I shouted to him. I see you Monday night, and he turned and said, "Oh no, you won't." <laughs> and oh, he pulled out at half ten on Saturday morning. He's so got other cute. places to be, and we're delighted. It was to interesting have. there that John Paul mentioned Brendan Rodgers. Remember that invincible run? Yeah, it ended at think it sixty-seven, sixty-eight, sixty-nine games, whatever it was. Ended with a four-nil defeat to Hearts at Tynecastle. A big shock at the time, but. You know, I think it says everything about Ange Postecoglou's side. If they had lost 4-0 at Tynecastle the weekend, it would have been a shock to end all shocks mm-hmm. because they're just, they're imperious in the way they're playing at the minute. Um, Hitati, John Paul mentioned there, it was interesting, I was reading, you put me in the spot, but a man in a match at the weekend and I picked Alistair Johnson. Somebody else picked Aaron Moy, then I read somebody else picked Cameron Carter-Vickers and somebody else picked Kyogo. It was that kind of Celtic performance at the weekend. They were... As Ange Postacoglu said himself there, you know, at, at the top of their game. And if they continue like that, then they'll very quickly clean up another league title. And they will take some stopping in the Scottish Cup. Absolutely. Well, and again, that was one of the answers to one of your questions right at the start. I think Hatati might be one of the only ones who could maybe rival Kyogo yeah. for the Play of the Year awards yeah. come the end of the season because he's been absolutely outstanding. And his, his own manager's talked about him on numerous occasions over the last couple of weeks about his constant, constantly striving to get better. Uh, his performances are definitely getting better and he seems like the complete player at the moment. So it's, uh, like you say, they are going to take some stopping. But the good thing for Rangers is that they're going to have the op- They can be the team. It's going to, at some point, Again, with the greatest of respect, it's probably going to be in their hands if they can stop Celtic getting a treble. Tactically, having Moy in there next to Callum McGregor, does that help it? Because it allows him to go on and get closer to Kyogo. Is that helping his game? You know, I, I think the way Hitati plays, like, there's there's some real trends in, in the things that he's doing, his movements, the way he picks the ball up and things. Whether it be Moy or O'Reilly, and you were, it's, it's potato potato here because they're so they're, they're top players. Aaron Moy, to be honest with you, and I put my hands up. I thought he was a a player at the start that maybe looked a little bit off the pace. He maybe looked like if he had been very been playing that for the last couple of years, uh, coming back to this kind of intensity of football with the demands it's putting. I, I I didn't think he looked as good as O'Reilly, and always thought O'Reilly would have that jersey. 
But you know what? He's been absolutely sensational yeah. for the last six, eight mm. weeks, scoring goals, assisting goals, and he is looking full of energy. You know what? Again, to go back to what John Paul saying about uh, Kobayashi coming in, it's a team that are operating at the top level. It's so easy, not, nice, or it's a lot a nice easier to throw that type of player into a game like that at Time Castle with everything that's at stake when you've got teammates that are performing mm. at that level. Uh, John Paul, any preference for what tonight's draw throws up? Um, well, I would love Rangers. Uh, I just think we're a better team all round. I think uh, I think the three games we've played them this season already, Celtic have only really turned up in two. If I'm being honest, I think I think against uh, Rangers, there's been good moments at times. Uh, the first twenty minutes at Ibrox were good, and then they were really slack. And then I thought the, the semi final could have been better. But when we played them at Parkhead and, we were, and Celtic are bang at it. It just shows that Rangers aren't even a match or Celtic. We beat them for nothing comfortably, uh, and I'm confident to get them again because I think uh, the the treble's on its way. So you'd rather that than wait to see if the sides meet in the final? Yeah, definitely. I want them as quick as I can. Sooner rather than later. That was John Paul on 01419511025. He is in the hat for the Glasgow International Comedy Festival tickets, and you could be too if you pick up that phone right now. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB Get in touch everyone who comes on here tonight Into the hat for some tickets To the Glasgow International Comedy Festival as well Let's get stuck back in with Jim Who's a Rangers fan um, what, what's on your mind tonight, Jim? I, as I said to the producer, if Manelis has signed a pre contract with somebody else, he should be getting dropped. But if you go back to Stephen Gerrard's time, he brought in Cedric Kitten and came out to replace him. We all know how that worked out, they didn't, because they couldn't. And then when Van Bronckhorst came in, he, was, he wasn't playing as the number one striker, so he didn't score as many goals. Giovanni Bonkos came in and he started scoring goals again because he was the number one striker. Then he got injured and he's been out for God knows how long since last season and the start of this season. And fair enough, if he wasn't fit at the start of the season, he shouldn't have been anywhere near the team and playing. So I think Michael Beale doesn't want him there. And plus the fact, Cavalier and Kent haven't produced what they did the year we won this, the league in the past two seasons. Why are they not getting the same stick? Good question. Anyone want to, to take up? Um, I think a lot of Rangers players have taken a lot of stick. Um, maybe not as much as Morelos has taken. Um, I don't think Morelos has done himself any favours with the way he's carried himself this season. Um, he's been at Rangers a long time and his numbers are sort of going down, if you like, Gordon. I can fully see why Michael Beale and the Rangers board might think, is it worth giving this guy a new four-year deal on the wages that he would command? What happens if he just, you know, rocks up for pre-season training in July even bigger than he was when he rocked up for pre-season training last summer? So, yeah, I can quite understand why the decision is going to be made as it looks as if it is going to be made to let him go. Um, the real job now for Michael Beale and for Ross Wilson and the recruitment is to have lined up the next Alfredo Morelos. As you said, a million pounds from HGK Helsinki. He has been hmm. a terrific signing from Rangers. 
just unfortunate for all parties concerned that's going to handle it this. Get where Jim's coming from. He says, if he signed a pre-contract elsewhere, you know he shouldn't play. First of all, we don't know if he has. Michael Beale has said yesterday that that would be sort of news to him, if you like. It'll be, I'm paraphrasing a bit. And then, even if he had then, let's go down the road. These things can be difficult, Kenny. We had this big sit. Remember John Souter? It was only last year. And talking about, oh, he shouldn't play for Hearts if he signed a pre-contract at Rangers. Ends up finishing the season really strongly for Hearts Plays the Scottish Cup final against the team he's going to Yes he lost but he personally had a really good performance that day um, Is it? Does it need to be this big sort of drama If if a player just sort of runs, mm. down, their, runs down their contract I know that there'll be the bitter taste because it was an asset And it shouldn't maybe have been allowed to happen But it, it, does it need to be this way? Can it not be a bit more amicable? No it can be if you're still doing the job that you're paid right. to do to the best of your abilities, the the drama comes where you see the lack of interest that that all the fans are seeing. They're seeing the kind of the physical conditions or the again, Alfredo was an all action player at his best. Yes, you had this this goal, this goal scoring player who is we've touched at the, all the feats that he's reached, individual feats that he's reached with his goal scoring. But as a player, he was a nuisance. He was a real energetic striker. You're not seeing that at the moment. You know, uh, and we've touched on it earlier, you've just touched on it there, Gordon. The shame for Rangers is they've had an asset that they could have probably shifted on for a good bit of money 18 months ago, two years ago. There is also circumstances surrounding that, though, because you've got two years ago you're going for a league. Are you really going to sell them in a January window where there's potential mm. when you're going for that first league trying to stop Celtic? No is the answer to that. Last year, you're trying to retain a league. You've got a Europa League run, getting to a, 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 a European final, and then he gets injured. So, Found herself, Ranger found herself this year in the cities where, unfortunately, both Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, which we've said a number of times, their futures are now in their own hands. And if they are really committed to the football club and want to stay, they will sign. If they're not, they will run it down. But you're right, it doesn't need to be this big drama and big follow and everybody pointing the finger saying he needs to be this or he needs to be that. But what he needs to be doing is, is showing the professionalism and, and actually a a bit of courtesy to a club that's gave him a platform to do all these things, score all these goals and propel him into maybe the, the minds of some, some bigger clubs, and, well, no, maybe no bigger clubs, mm. but bigger leagues, better leagues that he wants to go and I test mean, himself. Jim, you're asking why is Ryan Kent not getting the same stick? Well, it seems like Michael Beale wants to, to keep him and if he does want to keep Alfredo Morelos, he's, he's not showing it yet. So Michael Beale clearly feels more positively about Ryan Kent, does he not? Well, if you look at what Brian Lowe done, in his last season at Rangers Absolutely nothing Ran his contract down And went down to Chelsea I, I was on before Had Rangers not learned Anything from that time You do not allow Ross Wilson should be out of Rangers Immediately Because he's just been A, a total disaster for us It's interesting You know Any club to have Well before James Sands went There were nine first team players whose Rangers contracts were up at the end of this season, that seemed to be quite a high percentage of the first-team squad all out at the same time. Um, so you do wonder about the wisdom of that. Um, I'll be fascinated to see how many are retained. You know, whether Ryan Kent stays, whether Ryan Jack stays, who, you know, whether Malik Tillman stays or goes back to Germany. But I think the thing that, that Jim and the other Rangers supporters now are beginning to look towards is you know, who is going to be the next Alfredo Morelos? Who is going to be the next Alan McGregor? Who's going to be the next Stephen Davis in the middle of the park? Um, they hmm. now are beginning to get 
Look at this, agitated. But they, they're looking at the summer recruitment. They want to know who's coming in. You know, Michael Beale again. I think it's the second time he said it. Maybe even more that they've not offered contracts to anyone yet. But he would like to keep Ryan Jack. Yeah. He would like to keep Ryan Kent. Alfredo's situation is different. That's the comment that's got everyone going. Do you know, just out of nosiness, I'd, I'd like a bit more. I'd like a slight explanation then as to why the AGM Douglas Park said. The, the board had tried to negotiate And sometimes if the terms are unattainable You have to accept you've done your best Does that not suggest that they had offered something previously? Or, or maybe, like I said, maybe I'm splitting hairs Maybe maybe. But there was also things at the start, Gordon When there was there was ongoing talks between both of these players I mean, you go back to the other guys that are, are out of contract I mean, For me, Arfield, McGregor and Davis being out of contract is not, not normal these guys will be signing year contracts because of the, probably the age that they're getting to. They're not going to be signing two and three year deals. So straight away, you've just signed. You're not going to be then re-talking about the next contract um, like months into this last year. It's, the, it's, the, it's Morelos, Jack and Kent, effectively those three players. You can understand, in my opinion, I think Ryan Jack, uh, Ryan Jack will be there next year. I think he'll want to be there. Michael says he wants him there, but you can understand maybe the reluctance to, to jump into a new two or three year deal with Jacko when he's missed so many sure. games over the last two years. It's Kenny Morelos. They've found themselves in a situation with those two players that it's in their own hands now. When as minute it got to again, I was going to say January because again normally that's when, but months before that, these 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 agents have been speaking to everybody and everybody to see if there's any interest in these players. Uh, I'd expect Morelos to go. I think Ryan Kent will be a good chance that he'll stay as well with the relationship that he's got with Michael. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And I see you know, the, the older guys you mentioned who signed the one-year deals last summer, McGregor, Davis, Arfield. I see all of them moving on. And if you look, you know, you're losing a lot of experience with Davis and Arfield going. If they do, you probably wouldn't want to lose Ryan Jack in the same mm. summer. Uh, thank you to Jim Jim's in the hat for the tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival as well which is giving away all sorts of prizes now but this is a, a particularly interesting part of the evening Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football What's funny are the Glasgow International Comedy Festival or embarrassing Kenny Miller or Roger Hanna Beat the Pundit That's what you've got to ask yourself and if you fancy it you need to call before 7 o'clock 01419511025 and it could be you who plays Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna are here on 01419511025. So let's hear from you. What are you thinking tonight? If you're looking back on the weekend's action on the pitch, I'm sure you Celtic fans are delighted. Rangers fans, you'll be happy to be through. A bit more of a, a sort of low key affair, maybe at Ibrox yesterday. We've had a lot of debate and discussion. About the draw tonight and who you would rather face and rather not face We've got lots of discussion to be had as well uh, on Alfredo Morelos Some very revealing comments from Michael Beale on his future yesterday So if you want to elaborate on any of that It's 01419511025, please do And if you want to change the topic completely Well it's the same number We're going to go to the Falkirk Stadium and get a preview of the last remaining quarter final against Air United. We will do that straight after we play this. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. A new week full of hope and optimism on Beat the Pundit that we can get some more victories for the listeners. We did have one last week, I think. I'm pretty sure Gordon Dale fluffed his lines uh, on one of the nights, which sounds quite likely. Let's meet Stephen in Rutherglen. How's it going, Stephen? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Motherwell playing better, so I'm happier. I like the sound of you, Stephen. You're my kind of guy. Uh, is that what you could have won yesterday? You watching Wraith Rovers at Ibrox and was it bringing it all back? Ah, listen, I think the Wraith result is a wee bit of a blessing in disguise um, because I think Stevie Hamill would still have been in the job and now we've got Chuck Kettle at win. He's come in, he's got manager of the month, 75% win rate, so I don't think we can grumble too much. Fair enough, I must admit. I had kinda forgotten. Someone flagged it up to me yesterday that, that you know who Motherwell would have played had they not spectacularly crashed out the cup. Must have just like erased it. Um You're getting to play Rangers that Saturday, what's it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you at three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Uh, let's toss the coin. If it's heads it'll be Roger Hanna. Uh, and if it's tails it'll be Kenny Miller. Let's see how we go. And it is tails, it's Kenny up against Stephen. In Rutherglen. So what we do here is give Kenny some Clyde 2 to listen to And we'll turn it up nice and loud So that he can't hear the questions Stephen, 30 seconds Answer as many questions as you can If you want to pass and just move on That's fine by me, okay? Okay Right, top man then 30 seconds starts now In what year did Alfredo Morelos join Rangers? 2015 Ryan Christie won the Scottish Cup with Celtic And which other club? Inverness Who did Scotland men's team play in their most recent fixture? Go Israel Ismail Goncalves plays on loan at Wraith Rovers from which Scottish Premiership team? Yeah, St Mirren How many Scottish teams qualified for European football at the end of last season? Five Which Celtic player was called up to the South Korean national team today? Um, pass Who was the manager of Hibs the last time they won the Scottish Cup 2016? Uh, well, okay, let's bring back Kenny Can you hear us, Kenny? Sure can Good man, 30 seconds, shall we? Let's do it in what year did Alfredo Morelos join Rangers? 2017 Ryan Christie won the Scottish Cup with Celtic and which other club? Aberdeen Who did Scotland men's team play in their most recent fixture? We'll pass Ismagon Calves plays on loan at Wraith Rovers from which Scottish Lattestown. Premiership team? How many Scottish sides qualified for European football at the end of last season? Four Which Celtic player was called up to the South Korean national team today? Oh. Who was the manager of Hibs the last time they won the Scottish Cup in 2016? Alan Stubbs. Yeah, you've tried to forget about that one, but it's yeah. etched in there somewhere. Stephen, what's the verdict? I should have got Livingston with Gunkalbeck. Mm, you should have. He's got me on off as well. Well, he's also got you and Alfredo Morelos because yeah. you were probably there at the time, were you? Yeah, 17. Was, yeah. Uh, 1-0. However... Ryan Christie was in Inverness, Inverness yeah, I knew uh, and Celtic, away. so Stephen equalised. This is a, a sneaky one because, like, international friendlies are just a bit forgettable. Turkey? It was Turkey. Oh, I remember now. Really that. good John McGinn goal, yeah. but other than that, just forget about it. Uh, so, one all. Ismagon Calvez used to play for St Mirren, Stephen, but unfortunately for you, he's on loan at Wraith from Livy. Kenny goes 2 1 in front. But then Stephen equalises because there was five teams in Europe Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Dundee United. And Motherwell, but we don't talk about that too often. Um, which Celtic player was called up to the South Korean national squad? It was O. So Kenny goes back in front by one. I'm struggling to keep up with this here. End-to-end stuff, as they say. And the manager of Hibs, the last time they won the Scottish Cup in 2016, he tries not to talk about it 
Stephen but Kenny, unfortunately for you, remembered it was Alan Stubbs because you got it right as well. You did a great effort, you got a three, but it was a four for Kenny. Hard line, Stephen. Sorry, I'm in a wheelchair anyway. I wouldn't have been able to do much with a fine ball, so it's fine. <laughs> Dear me, why do you do this to me? Because you can make those jokes and then I don't know how to respond to them. But fair enough for cracking the joke. Roger Hanna, do you want to pick up on it? Anyone? Anyone know? Have, I just, just have a go on a Tuesday or a Thursday, Stephen. That's all. The only advice I can give you. Just run into something in good form. I mean, you're in real good form. Stephen. It's always a good finisher, Kenny, so. Brilliant, Stephen. <laughs> Cheers for that, lad. <laughs> honestly, this show. What does it do, honestly? I mean, what do you meant to say to that? And fair play, Stephen, you come on here, he makes these wee quips. I'm never ready for them. All I should know. All I'll say is, despite a 4 3 defeat, he's still sounding cheerier than he was when he phoned in earlier in the season. Mm, that wouldn't be hard, to be fair, right? Thank you to Stephen. I don't know if he's moved or something as well. I feel like I feel like he's usually in canvas lying, and this was Rutherglen. I mean, I know they're close, but anyway. I think that was a ploy to get on to play Beat the Pundit. Anyway, 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. That is the, the contact details, if you like, for tonight. Uh, Alfredo Morelos If that's what you want to discuss You want to talk about the game yesterday specifically um, I don't know Is that quite telling Kenny No one's really said anything about the game Is it just <laughs> one of those days Rangers were Sorry to the fans of Wraith Rovers Were, were kind of always going to win and, and they did And you don't think it'd be great to do so Did it just pass by without much incident That's exactly how it was They turned up on the day uh, Barry Wraith done a good job Michael touched on it They tried to make it hard Which they did uh, I mean, Rangers never created chance after chance. I mean, you've seen the game Wednesday, there was, what, 15 unbelievable chances against Hibs. Against Rafe, there wasn't too many. I mean, and it was a, a, an incredible own goal that actually pr- pretty much decided the contest. It was going to end that way anyway, but it, was, it wasn't a great game. It was job done. It's in the hat for the semi-final. Mm. And how bad is that Rafe a week, kid? That has to be the worst of the season. That, that what you took away from yesterday? Yeah. That probably yeah. sums up then yeah. uh, the type of afternoon. I actually saw it and they played it here earlier on in the season. Terrible. Shouldn't be allowed. Uh, don't forget, every caller who comes on to the show tonight goes into the hat for some tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Always a brilliant time of year when this rolls into town. Just so much, so much for you to, to go and see. Something for everyone. Uh, we're even throwing in dinner for two at the Duke's Umbrella on Argyle Street um, tonight just by calling in and, and getting on to make a, a point but if you go and make sure you check out all the details because even if you don't win uh, those tickets uh, there's a bit of something for everyone and I like the work have you seen this Roger Hanna from the good folks at the Glasgow Comedy Festival they actually are trying to convince us that there are tailor-made shows for each of the pundits on here mm-hmm. um, or at least some of them um, for example there's, there's a show called Tinder Tales That they've recommended that Gordon Diel goes to see They say he might not do Tinder But we're sure he's got a few tales mm-hmm. Very cruel on Mark Wilson Apparently Alex Hilton's show is called I Won't Let Failure Go To My Head And they reckon after his time at Brecon City Mark Wilson oh, should go And check that out um, Andy Halliday's been recommended That he goes to see a show by Gareth Waugh called Doozy Because his new hairline is a bit of a doozy They've gone studs up the people at the comedy festival no messing about here They sent me this over today And they said that Hugh Keevans should go and see a show by Paul F. Taylor Called Head in the Clouds uh, After his comments in the Daily Record or the Sunday Mail yesterday About who should reach the Scottish Cup final Uh, That's the type of show that Hugh should go and see Marvin Bartley's uh, Chris Thorburn's work in progress 
Summary yeah. of his time at Queen yeah. of the South And you apparently should go and see A political brunch Because you require something a bit more highbrow Ooh. You've got off lightly Thank you very much. Yours will be in the post I'm absolutely certain of it uh, Right, all the speculation and hypotheticals And debate so far about Who you want to play in the semi-finals Well that picture's not complete yet uh, And the final chapter will be written tonight Falkirk against Air United Let's speak to our reporter Andrew McLean yeah, looking forward to this one. An absolutely massive game for both these sides. The potential to book their place in the semi-finals for a rare Hamden appearance. Falkirk, more recent visitors than Ayr. Remember, they lost the final of this competition in 2015 to Inverness. Haven't had really too much to smile about since then. Just going back to what you were talking about there, some would say that they have been a bit of a comedy show in recent seasons, but this would be absolutely massive if they could get themselves to Hamden. It looks as if they will need to settle for playoffs in League One, but as I say... If they could get to Hamden, it would be huge. Ayr's promotion push has faded a bit in recent weeks. Lee Bullen desperate to get them to the Scottish Cup semi-finals for the first time in 21 years, though. And there will be a big support here tonight as well. Over 5,000 tickets sold, so hopefully a good atmosphere and a, a good game as well. I can already see over to my right in the Kevin McAllister stand, there is going to be some sort of flag display from the Falkirk fans. They are United fans to my left, filling up the away stand as well. Should be a good one tonight. I'll run you through the team news for the home side Falkirk it's Brian Kinnear and goal the back four Blaine Rowe Cole Donaldson Brad Mackay and Leon McCann Stephen McGinn and Liam Henderson the two holding midfielders with Callum Morrison Aidan Nisbet and Max Kuchereavi in behind Matthew Wright the substitutes Morrison Williamson Yates McGuffey Oliver Burrow Lawal Mackey and Kennedy as for the visitors Air United it's Aidan McAdams in goal for them a back four Jordan Houston Frankie Masonda Sean McGinty and Paddy Redding a midfield four of Mark McKenzie Reese McAleer Ben Dempsey and Sam Ashford and it's Chris Maguire who is partnering Dippo Akinyemi up top the substitutes for them Albinson Murdoch Billum, Mitchell Lawson, Kirk Smith, Bryden, McAllister and Thomas. And the referee for this one tonight at the Falkirk Stadium is Nick Walsh. That must have a big game feel about it, Andrew McLean, because as everyone has been talking about in the last few days, this Scottish Cup has opened up spectacularly. You can look at it two ways. You can look at the 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 showpiece, the finance that, that lies in wait at the semi-final. You know, if you take on one of the big boys, and of course, if you don't, you're going to Hamden anyway and you've got a real chance of making... The final, it's, it's an incredible draw the way it's worked out. Yeah, that's why fans of both these clubs will be dreaming because you talk about that open draw. There is a chance that they could face a championship side in Inverness in the semi-finals. Inverness, of course, who managed to be reinstated into the competition. It has been a bit of a, a mad year for it, but of course they were reinstated. So if, if they manage to get through this and then face a championship side in Inverness, it, it really is, you know, they, they will be dreaming of a potential final against Celtic Rangers if that's the way the draw goes. If, if you know, one of the teams wins tonight and they play Celtic Rangers in the semi-final it will be a tough tough game but you think of the revenue that will come in for either of these sides as well they'll already have earned a good amount of money getting to the quarter-finals getting to the semi-finals that Hamden payday would be huge for both these sides so you know the, the players out there will be focused on the job at hand tonight but the fans in the stands will certainly be dreaming of what is possible in the Scottish Cup this season It's not meant to be cruel or disrespectful it's just true Roger Hanna you are an Ayrshire native if you had gone to anyone involved at Ayr at the start of the season said by the way you'll reach the Scottish Cup quarter finals amazing can't wait oh and by the way you'll play Falkirk and vice versa That it's just it's, it's panned out brilliantly yeah, for those sides and you might get to play Inverness in a semi-final at Hamden <laughs> if, if you're really lucky it, the stakes are huge you know I was reading John McGlynn's quotes over the weekend about what it would mean financially to Falkirk um, 
and I think you would just say the same, you know, for for Air United as well. This is huge for both clubs going forward. You know, Falkirk, their ambition isn't just to get back into the Championship. I think they've got a you know five year plan to get back into the Premiership. They, they are a big club. You saw the Fermanagh game last week, ten thousand supporters at the game. So you know they will believe they can get through. But Air, I know what Andrew means about the the promotion bid. I think maybe the Championship bid. Is wobbling one three one at Morton last midweek looked a bit more like it. Chris Maguire's been added up there, a lot of experience up there with Akinyemi. Mm. They will fancy it and they will look forward, hopefully, to the draw later on this evening. Kenny Falkirk, a club you know well. Uh, what what an incentive, as we've said there, um, and and for air for both of these teams, romance of the cup. People always say, what does that really mean? Well. Uh, maybe there's a bit of that attached to this fixture tonight. Definitely, and, and Rogers touched on it. The the reward for, for either he's and both will fancy it. You know, both will fancy it. Falkirk at home, flying high in in League One. Like you say, that defeated them Fermanagh last week. Probably just ended their title bid. But there's definitely on on course for the playoffs, and, and they'll fancy it against everybody over the over two legs to get up if the if they can make into that into that playoff final. Air. Again, they'll, they'll want to get back on their, in the same situation in the league up. But it's a wonderful opportunity to get a day out in Hamden. I mean, the financial gains will be there. I mean, I know kind of what Falkirk were kind of going through last season, what it could potentially mm-hmm. mean to them moving forward into next, whether they're in League One or in the Championship, hopefully the Championship. But it's a massive, massive night. And who knows, it could be a, a, a semi-final that's not got any Premier League team in it if they get that luck of the draw and the big two get drawn against each other so real rewards there again and that's what the romance of the cup is they potentially are one of these smaller clubs League One's championships making it all the way to Hamden in mm-hmm. a cup final on June the 3rd Andrew McLean if you get the chance will you ask Dipo Akinyemi how the restraining order against Roger Hanna's looking is it still legally binding? Well, that's the thing. I was organising who was going to go to this game tonight, and I knew it couldn't be Roger no, because no. Uh, you know he, he's not allowed to we know how much he likes him. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that's it. But if he if he scores, I'll make sure to to let Roger know. He's your favourite, isn't he? Oh, he's been terrific, an absolutely terrific signing. You know, it, he's come up. He scored twenty or twenty-one goals. I think it is now. Oh, look at you pretending you don't know exactly how <laughs> you behave. He's led the line, and we, we talked at the top of the show about Kyogo winning the Player of the Year award. I think Dippo must be in with a shout at the Championship Player of the Year award. Uh, yeah, Andrew McLean's looking ahead to that one then. Falkirk Air United is there for the long haul, should it require it. Extra time and penalties, so, couldn't it? Been very straightforward. The other three quarter finals. Yeah. Statistically, I don't know, law of averages. Got to get one of them, no? Yeah, yeah. Nice and Two very attack minded sides. It is refreshing. There's a lot of talent there. You look at that, you know, young right up front for Falkirk on loan from Ross County, but the three behind them, Kusharavi on loan from St. Mm-hmm. Johnson. Aidan Nisbet, Callum Morrison, dangerous players, and it is an attack minded air side. Darrell O'Connor suspended, but when you've got Maguire and Akinyemi up front, and you've got Ashford one side, and you've got McKenzie on the other side, it's almost four forwards mm. playing. Yeah, Brian's a Falkirk fan. He tweeted, Off to the match I go, time to put that Ayrshire mob to the sword. I think that was a dig at you, Roger Hanna, quite frankly. 01419511025. Good community. time. Good time to call. Uh, because if you do so now, there's a good chance we'll get you on next. And like we said earlier, everybody who comes on. Into the hat for tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Give us a shout. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are about to embark on a cracker of a full-time teaser. But I think you're the perfect duo for this. Because you are an anorak, Roger Hanna, quite frankly. And I think there's every chance you might have been involved in some of these games... 
Kenny Miller Perhaps um, Can you name And it's the crazy pony That sent it in There are 11 Former English Premier League players Who've scored against An old firm team In the Champions League But they've also scored Against Scotland Like that So there are 11 Former English Premier League players Who've scored Against Either of the old firm In the Champions League But they've also scored against Scotland Rooney Absolutely Was that because you were involved or you just No I think I was involved Mm -hmm. in a penalty against uh, Ibrox A 1-0 in the Mm -hmm. Champions League I never played in uh, I think it was a 3-0 They scored a couple I think in that game At Wembley was that? No He scored at Celtic Park You play that one No No No, that was just after Yeah that's right Andy Robertson scored it Was it? Anyway, yep. I digress. Yes, Wayne Rooney. Yep. We don't need the details. He's done it for Man United and England. Roger, any that spring to mind? Uh, no, it's a very good question, Mr Pony. I like and it. And by the way, Rooney's done it against Celtic and Rangers in England. So, Giggs ever scored in Scotland? Uh, he did not, apparently. Okay, we need to have a right think mm. about this then. Yes. And they're former players, not current players. Um, yeah, they're all. So it's eleven former English Premier League players. They've scored in the Champions League against the old firm, and they've also scored against Scotland. I don't think this includes qualifiers for the Champions League, just in case that just makes yeah, any Champions difference. League yeah, group yeah, stages. Right. Yep, Tyler on this. Ooh, we'll have to let it think about it. Okay, okay, okay. That's a thinker. That's a thinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are. A couple on there that are brutal, absolutely brutal, but sort of offset with some more obvious ones. I think you'll find because there's a good range. There's, there's recent in there, and then there's well, some of the. But I know they're former English Premier League. Some still playing uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Van Nistelrooy. Yes, playing that one. Uh, the six nil. Mm. Oh yeah, I forget about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Van Nistelrooy. Has scored against Rangers for PSV and Man United. Good question, though, isn't it? Great question. Right, I'll give you some thinking time. You can get back to me. Let's bring in Joe, who's a Celtic fan. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, Joe? Well, it was just to uh, change the subject a wee bit towards the Ange Postecoglou situation with mm-hmm. contract situation with Celtic, and it's a rolling contract as far as I'm aware, is it not? Yeah, Roger, I don't think that's publicly changed as far as I can gather. No, no, um, no. And I know Celtic in the past past 10 years, for say, uh, we've always done well to tie down man- these managers on uh, long contracts so that we can benefit from the fact that they get picked up later on, they need to pay out their contracts. And big hands, I would... <sighs> Love the big guy, everything he's done, and I would give him the same due as like Martin O'Neill. Brendan Rogers walked to Big Ange. I would give him another year. I, I would love if Big Ange stayed with us for another year. I would be quite happy with that. Joe's line's breaking up a bit, but I certainly get the the just Roger in the sense um, it's about the one year rolling contract. Should Celtic give him a long-term deal like they gave Brendan Rodgers? Do you think there's sense in that? Or um, Listen, I can understand the point that Joe's making. I think a 12-month rolling contract probably suits Celtic and it probably suits Ange Postacoglu as well. I, I sometimes think we read too much into these things. 
whether you've got a 12-month rolling contract or the next five years laid out in front of you, if the manager wants to go and wants to go, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere, they'll, he'll go anyway. And even, you know, the, the amount of money, clubs won't bulk at paying whatever it is. Look at what Leicester paid to get Brendan Rodgers. I think... So you don't think, quite comfortable. But doesn't it strengthen your hand in terms of compensation, just like it does for the flip, not a transfer the fl- fee? The flip side of that, though, is if you if, if, you if do things want go awry him, and yeah. you want to get rid of the manager, you're then due him all the money. Mm. Kenny, what do you think? I mean, uh, Joe's right. This has sort of been the Celtic way that they've done it, and I, th- I, I think they broke the mould a bit. They they, they gave and um, Brendan Rodgers more of a, a long term deal. Um, Again, it's, does it it's, matter? It's, well, no, it, it does matter for, for all the reasons we already discussed. I mean, Brendan's a different, a different ballpark. Or, or, sorry, a different case. All they're coming from the the jobs that he's done, the clubs that he's worked with. He probably demanded, uh, or he probably had a little bit more pull to demand a longer contract, probably bigger money as well. But what Angie's doing now is showing he's equally as important in how he's setting his team up, how they're playing, and how dominant they're actually being at the moment. So he's got a year, and again, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there's in the summer or very, very soon people will come calling for him when the when the right jobs come up. I've said that many times on the show, but uh, I understand what Joe's saying. If he got another year out, uh, Ange at the club, it would be. I mean, I would be no surprised, but uh, if he was to get to this time next year and still be here, like. Mm. Who knows? I mean, Joe. He he's always spoken about being all round, pretty happy with what he's got at the moment. Does it not suggest that he's he's fine contractually? Nothing back in, boys. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. It was just behind Spotted Cockley. I'd love to him for. I think he will stay for the next season, right? Jams is like exactly, but I wouldn't mind if Celtic done a fine time doing on a big long term deal. It's, I don't think that is but Hans Podskov is all but it's a big deal at Celtic try to say right four year deal so if anybody wants to come in they want to buy you but it's 10, 12 million all these big clubs in England it's not the same I would okay, I, well, I guess Roger this is all just either way whether whether it's a one year rolling contract whether it's longer there's a pretty simple reason Celtic fans like Joe feel this way. It's because they're full of joy at the job that's being done at the moment, and they're just trying to sort of capitalise on that. I guess. Yeah, and, and listen, they're quite right to be Celtic are riding the crest of a wave at the minute. They are playing some terrific football. They're scoring some terrific goals. They've got the first domestic silverware of the season in the trophy cabinet already. I think the Premier subtitle will follow. And we've spent a lot of time talking about the Scottish Cup tonight. It's going to take a good team. To stomp Celtic and get in that treble um, He's done a great job Ange Postacoglu People will rightly be looking at him As they look you know, for, for new managers in the future And you just never know how it's going to unfold You know, People were surprised, saddened, shocked When Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester And I think the day Ange goes There will probably be similar emotions And it just shows you Because like within the cold light of day that was good business for Celtic. The, like, like we spoke about, you know, players earlier coming, contributing. Brendan Rodgers came, won a lot of trophies. Celtic made millions off him in compensation. But yeah. there's something about you remember the, that night on the show, Roger. No one said, oh, that's great. I'm so glad we got that compensation. <laughs> it was a footnote at best. Yes, the mercury was high that night, I think mm. it's safe to say. It was tense. It was a tense atmosphere. Uh, thank you to Joe, 01419511025. Um, before he gets to worrying about that stuff Ange Postacoglu's got trophies to win I think everyone accepts he's closing in on the league 
Now just a couple of games away from the Scottish Cup with the League Cup in the bag. What will the draw bring tonight? As you would expect, he was asked about the treble at the weekend, and as you would expect, he batted it away quite the thing. How many times? How many times? And how many different ways have you asked that question? Um, you keep winning games. You know, well, it's true. It's creative of you. I've got to give you that. Um, <laughs> We got hips next week, mate. That's where our focus is. I think you have to be that way, and I, and I get it. I mean, I spoke about it before the game. You know, there's football in Scotland. There's uh, is very much a cauldron. Everyone, there isn't a person, you know, who lives here who's not hasn't got an interest or some skin in the game. So there's always a lot of noise. Um, you know, our role within that is to try and stay really disciplined and, and focus on what's important to us. And uh, you know, the lads have embraced that. You know, they understand that that you take your eye off the ball, and you know, you, you're going to trip up. So. We, wait. we never look beyond the next challenge, not because it's a cliche, but because we know that that's the only way we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. And there's always the possibility that you won't if you don't concentrate, if you're not disciplined, if you don't work hard every day. And this group does, you know, credit to them. You know, It's easy for me to talk about these things, but you guys see the end product, but I see it on a daily basis. And that's the whole group, the guys who are playing, the guys who are not getting minutes. Um, you know, every day they, they, they push each other to be the best they can be. And, you know, our performances have been really strong and I think we're getting stronger I think every week we're, we're looking a stronger and better team I think we're a better team now than we were at the start of the year and we weren't that bad a team at the start of the year so the idea now is you know we've got like I said Hibs next week and you know it's an important game for us particularly at home because then the international break comes and then we can sort of get the head down and, and head for the finish line It was a very long detailed expansive way of saying one game at a time which we always try and gloss over in this show Roger because those managers and players can do it and I understand why and we just simply don't need to um, they, they might not want to look at the big picture but you know we can yeah, we're we, we, we big picture people ah, we can just we can just um, speculate as much as we like but uh, that, that's the reality isn't it it's going to be how uh, you can understand why there's a difference how would you stop a Celtic fan right now from thinking about a treble when they're this close and how do you stop a Celtic player or how do you stop a Celtic manager? Um, he wouldn't be human if in a quiet moment Ange Postacoglu had not considered the treble and what it would mean to him, what it would mean to Celtic, what it would mean to the supporters. Um, he just won't publicly say we're thinking about the treble and it's, you know, for obvious reasons he won't say it. Look what happened to poor Fashion Sakala after he said we're a much better team and he ended up losing the League Cup final. So there won't be any... Grandiose boasts From Ange Postacoglu And the run into this season But he will know And the Celtic players will know The prizes that are still available to them this season Were you able to take one game at a time As a player Kenny Miller You don't strike me as the type Aye Aye and no I always had one eye on I mean again when you start at the start of the season You want to win the league You know so yeah, there's 38 league games that lead to that, but you want that end prize, you know. But you do understand the work that needs to go on in each game to actually achieve that, you know. So I, I get what you're saying, and it is the kind of, it's a normal kind of rhetoric mm-hmm. you'll hear for, for all managers and players for that matter. But uh, it'd only be, it wouldn't be human, actually, if he's not got one eye on and potentially June the 3rd. And even for him personally, everything that he's been achieving, even I, I know he's focused on Celtic, you get that, and he's so focused on his own team, that's what you hear all the time. He's not interested in what other people are doing, mm. he's not interested in what people are saying, he's interested in his group, watching what they do on a daily basis, Monday to Friday, and the performances they put on a Saturday. Uh, let's bring in Bill, who's a Celtic fan. What's on your mind this evening, Bill? Hi, I was uh, very... I've actually got two points. The uh, first one is... Regarding Kobayashi, um, I think his performance on Saturday was 
absolutely brilliant, considering the length of time he's been at Celtic and his lack of uh, game game time. Uh, I thought he handled himself absolutely perfectly. And when he was up against the real danger man for Harps, Ginelli, he led Ginelli in the wrong side of him and then completely outpaced him and played the ball back. You know, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And as was Hiawatha, he said more game time. Um, it looks as if, the two of them look as if they've been playing there for a number of seasons. And I think that, uh, you know, Celtic or not, I don't think, have to go into the market for too much in the summer. They may may lose one or two stars, uh, but I think he'll bring in a couple other ones. I know he's looking at chap in Switzerland, Jordan. Uh, I can't remember the guy's second name, but uh, he looks a good bet. If you come back to me, another point. Yeah, I think those two signings are, are really interesting, Roger, purely because you wouldn't be surprised you might be surprised, but it's entirely possible that they are first choice for Celtic next season. It's the kind of forward planning that Ange Postacoglu just might might do. You know, and you just wonder if this period is getting used. Not that there's anything wrong with Carl Starfelt, and there's clearly nothing wrong with the midfielders at the moment. But you do just wonder if you know Iwata Kobayashi can really use this end of the season to settle in. And get up to speed and, and then make a, a big impact next season. Yeah, listen, nothing would surprise me. You know, if Kobayashi or Iwata became regular starters by next season for Celtic, maybe allows Callum McGregor to step on one. Um, I think Ange Postecoglou is constantly looking to evolve this side. Um, hugely impressed with Alistair Johnson at the weekend. Nobody's mentioning Joseph Juranovic anymore. So he scored again for his new team yesterday. Nobody's mentioned. Giacomakis anymore because Kyogo's firing the goals in and O because his international call up today looks as if he's going to be an able deputy as well so that is what he's doing he's just constantly evolving trying to strengthen and deepen the Celtic squad in every window I think does it ultimately feed back to that point Kenny though about overall strength and depth in competition because take Kobayashi when he arrived there might be some people who thought well you know he he is going in to replace Carl Starfelt, but Carl Starfelt is holding him off, sort of thing, and it you know allows you to up your game. And even you take it further back, when Celtic signed Burnaby for a couple of million, people I think maybe assumed well, you know, he'll eventually be the number one choice, and and Greg Taylor won't be. Greg Taylor's just taking his game on to a new level, so I guess it can work well in a, a manner of ways. And that and that's why you bring competition in. Yeah, if they come in and, and they hit the ground running, I mean, these signings, you just don't know. You can't just throw all the kind of Japanese signings into one or foreign signings into a, into, a, into a bracket. Everybody's going to take different times to settle. You're right. When Bernabe was signed for the amount of money that was paid for him, everybody, including myself, would expect him at some point, probably sooner than now, actually, he would have taken Greg Taylor's uh, jersey. But what Greg Taylor's done is just raised his game. He's fought the challenge off. He's no silked and thought, oh, that's a player coming in in my position. That's me going about the team. He says, you're not getting my jersey. You know, and if you're going to get it, you're going to have to be a lot better than me, which is going to be, be, be take a lot at the moment. He's performing really, really well. The Alistair Johnston one is a, is a brilliant point because when you're bringing players in and you're losing a player of the quality of, uh, sorry, of Juranovic, for, for him just to come in and just hit the ground running as well there's a lot to be liked about the Celtic recruitment at the moment will Iwata and Kobayashi come in and be starters well they're going to need to move the guys that are there initially and if they do that then it's been good business uh, Bill what was your other point? The other point is that Celtic have quite a considerable amount of money in the bank 
at the moment. Um, as I said, I think they may go into the market for one or two players in the summer, be one or two leaving, but I think a lot of the money should now be invested in the B team and to an extent the ladies team. Um, I don't think we're where we should be with the B team. Might need new coaches coming in, but I certainly think we need to recruit uh, more young players that are drifting out of Scotland down south. Uh, I think we also need to put in a European challenge at the youth team level and the ladies team could certainly do with some reinforcements. It's the type of call, Roger, I wish we got at two minutes past six on a, a quiet evening because you, that this bill raises some very interesting points that are very wide ranging. I'm sure everyone's seen the, the stats that are doing the rounds and in fact I'm, I'm hoping we will look at it a bit later on in the week about the lack of young Scottish players who are starting games uh, for Scottish Premiership sides. Feed that into the other debate that's ongoing just now about the pyramid and adding another league in there and what that means uh, for Colts teams. Um, and then you, you do arrive somewhere in there at Bill's point about you know more investment. I mean, I guess Celtic women's team and B team will be recipients of much more investment than the other teams in, in the country, but it's, there's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on, and you'll find you know, Celtic and Rangers and Hearts and Hibs and Dundee United for that matter, they're finding it increasingly difficult to keep hold of the young talent. Look at the Rangers losing Billy Gilmer at the age of 16 because there was so much more money on offer to him down at Chelsea. Um, Celtic have lost the likes of Liam Morrison and Barry Hepburn over to Bayern Munich. They've lost, I think, the lad Josh Adam went down to Manchester City. Ben Doak. Ben Doak went to Liverpool. Even the likes of, you know, Rangers lost the lad Rory Wilson down to Aston Villa. Villa. Who had already come to Scotland to take Kerr Smith away from Dundee United? It's just proven increasingly hard. You know, imagine how much better that Celtic B team just now would be if Ben Doak, Liam Morris, and Barry Hepburn, Karamoko Dembele, you know, those guys were still in. How much stronger the Rangers B team would be, you know, with, with young Rory Wilson leading the attack? It is difficult for those clubs to retain. Mm. Talent Yeah I think that's something We'll need to revisit Bill Because there's a lot going on With those discussions this week So I like it I like the fact you've teed us up nicely That was Bill On the line Goes into the hat For the tickets To the Glasgow International Comedy Festival As well Right have you got to grips With this teaser It's an absolute cracker It's 11 former English Premier League players Who've scored in the Champions League Against the old firm And have also scored Against Scotland Like Wayne Rooney Ruud van Nistelrooy Kenny Modric Yes, very recent example, unfortunately, uh, at the Euros, and then Celtic fans will remember him from earlier this season. Uh, what about Zlatan Ibrahimovic? No, would you believe? Ooh. Seems to have been everywhere and done everything, but Madrid. not not that. Uh, no, I've got a big hitter here. He has definite Neymar. Oh. He no score for PSG against Celtic, and he definitely scored in Scotland with Brazil. Yes. Did he play in the English Premier League? Oh, fuck yeah. hell! Oh, I've gone through. You had me worried. What must yeah. about, He's a big hitter, though. What about Shevchenko? Yes, our colleague Stephen Mills steamed in with that one. He got that right. Shevchenko, you must have played one of those games, Kenny. Surely. Yep. Uh, Ukraine certainly. In Ukraine. Ukraine. Robbie Nielsen's one camp, wasn't it? Was that two nil? Two nil game. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely played that. Yeah. Um, what are, when we're talking Croatians and Modric? What about Alan Box? Oh, that's wonderful. You're now showing off. There you go. Yeah, I like that. You've found your stride there. What Alan Trezeguet or an Henri? Anything? Henri for Barca and France. Okay, okay. One more guess, please. Did you say Trezeguet? Yeah. Yeah. He's no. not on it. 
What about Carl Heinz Riedler? This guy's That's big Yeah that's sensational For he, Germany and I think he scored Did he score for Dortmund Against Rangers? He did We'll try and get the rest Of the answers two. next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here at 0141-951-1025. Still time to call. You can tweet at Clyde SSB. We're going to finish off this teaser. And it's kicked off between Falkirk and Ayr. Your Ayrshire bias to one side. Roger Hanna, your honest assessment of who's going to progress here? Um... Air do play at a higher level uh, They've done well this season Under Lee Bullen They got a good away win Last midweek at Morton I think they'll have enough to go through I'm going to go Falkirk Simple as that You won't be able to tell though Because the smoke bombs Have been going off And you can barely see What's happening at the Falkirk Stadium For now But hopefully uh, it lifts And the TV audience can Get a look Because what I've noticed Is it's never that bad In the stadium is it? It's never as bad as that But when you're watching on TV You think that y- you know the players must not be able to see what's going on But I'm sure they can And we're very much underway League 1 Falkirk against Championship Air For a place in the Scottish Cup semi-finals Where they might even meet Inverness of the Scottish Championship as well It's been that type of season in the Scottish Cup Absolutely incredible uh, So let's see what the final game of the quarterfinals has in store for us tonight If anything happens between now and us going off air Obviously I'll tell you all about it uh, and if you want to still get in touch You can do on the phones Thanks again to the crazy pony What he did was got his thinking cap on Came up with a brilliant question Sent it over to fulltime at Clyde1.com And we've been testing the pundits with it Let me reassure you They do not need to be as difficult as this It just so happens that these two are well informed To answer this question tonight So it doesn't need to be this difficult But if you can have a think Send a question in It's fulltime at Clyde1.com the Pony says, can you name 11 former English Premier League players who've scored in the Champions League against an old firm team and they've scored against Scotland internationally? So guys like Henri, Shevchenko, Modric, Rooney, Van Nistelrooy, Carl Heinz, Riedler and Alan Boxic. Those were when Roger Hanna started to show off a bit towards the end. I'll be honest with you, right? Two of the remaining ones... I think verging on impossible on yeah I I would go that far but two you can definitely get I'm thinking uh, Depay nope. nope again not a bad shout I remember the goal against Scotland certainly the clues I'll give you on this right one of them is ve- his Champions League goal against either of the old firm is very recently and he plays for a big international team as well the other one is f- much further back, but an absolute superstar of the game, but much further back. Benzema? Got any not? Nope. I'm surprised, actually. Uh-huh. He, he seems like he's tick those, those boxes. Mm, some good ones. I'm trying to think some of the scorers this season. Not, not the likes of Timo Werner. Nope. The other ones I thought the. Steven... Nope. Steven Bergwijn? Nope. Berghaus Nope <laughs> We're running through all <laughs> These have not all played In the English Premier League though, Have oh, they? Yeah, right, aye. These yeah, guys Ber- that you mentioned Was at Spurs Berghaus at Watford maybe Okay Come Not on Oh Superstar of the game Mm-hmm I must admit I, w- 
Yeah, we're going way back to this though, way back. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. Not toil. Boxy was thinking that first Champions League season. Rudy Voller never played in England, did he? Mm-mm, it's not him. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, in terms of like names, English Premier League names of the early nineties, early to mid nineties, this guy's possibly top of the lot. Cantona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable guess <laughs> Really? Yeah So he scored Apparently That was a qualifier he scored for Leeds against Rangers uh, Right we'll let him in He's, he's, on, he's the on the ponies list He's on the list Yeah, yeah That's okay then. Yeah, it, it did have me a little bit worried seeing what I was thinking about it And he scored for France against Scotland um, But anyway yeah he's on your list That's a good one Right two will forget about genuinely they're that hard Go for There's it one, Who will they? Right. Um, Give us a clue for them. No, genuinely, just just ludicrously difficult. Marcus Allback, Copenhagen in Sweden. Yeah, and Steve Marley for Auxerre in France. Nah, forget it. Right, but one more. I think you can get it. There is one more former English Premier League player. He scored against one of the old firm in the Champions League, and he scored against Scotland. And my extra clue for you is it was very recently as very well. Recently. Very, very recently. Uh, anything much doing in the first five minutes of Falkirk Air? Anything to report? It's I don't think pressing, so. Pressing forward, how um, they've started the belt. Yeah, the championship side. Yeah, a lot of action in the Falkirk half. Maybe you would expect that, as Roger says, having played at the the higher level. And don't forget, the draw does take place after the game, so we can look back on that with interest tomorrow. Your Scotland squad is announced tomorrow as well. Angus Gunn, by all accounts, is going to be in there. Uh, we'll see if there are any other surprises or names to debate. We can do that tomorrow night as well. But who scored against Scotland? And who's also a former English Premier League player who scored against one of the old firm in the Champions League? That is what you need to tell me before we disappear this evening. You kick yourself. You'll absolutely kick yourself. I'm mad for the What do you want here? Your, his English Premier League team? Yeah. Chelsea? And narrows it down. Narrows it down. Former Chelsea player Arjen Robin. No That's oh, recent, recently Recently Even more recently than him He's got a Brother Who also plays For this international team Lukaku No But you're Hazard. getting warmer Yes Hazard oh, Eden Hazard There we are Scored for Real Madrid against Celtic And Belgium against Scotland There we go We got Can there you? Thank you to Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna, the winner of the tickets to the Glasgow International Comedy Festival tonight is John Paul and Falthouse. Well done to you, John Paul. I think we're going to do that every night this week as well. So one for you to look out for. Thanks for listening. Uh, big thanks if you called or tweeted, got in touch with the show. Much appreciated. We are back tomorrow. And like we said, it should be an interesting day in Scottish football because we'll know the lineup for the semi-finals. We'll know the Scotland squad. And I'm sure there'll be some other madness in there as well. So make sure you join Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel from six. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. Still Falkirk nil, air nil. We'll speak to you at six tomorrow. <laughs>